Hello everyone. I just thought I might uh, say thank you for coming in to the uh, throne room with Beth Rossi. Our intro of the day is about, this whole week has pretty much been a health remedy or a health, the I can't think of the word. What is it? Revelation? Thank you so much for coming in, you guys. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna put a name to that intro that you're about to hear. I hope that all of you like it. And I hope it's going to be fun. Thank you. Uh, what? Whoa. Thank you for coming into the throne room with Beth Tarasi. This show is produced, Care of Beth Tarasi, used on Backpack Studio, post-production using Anchor by Spotify. You can find this thing on Spotify, Apple Music, and all your other favorite podcast catchers. Thank you for coming. Today's issue of the week is going to be quite interesting. Thank you all so much for joining again. Today's issue of the week is about, well, healthcare disparities. You will also find that there are a lot of good things happening with regards to health insurance. I hope that all of you sign up for your local health insurance. But I want to just point out that health disparities are stupid. It's like the racial things, you know, that people have to deal with if they're a minority group. And there are also anti-trans bills that are going to try to forbid youth from getting the care they need. They want nobody under the age of 18 to take puberty blockers, for instance, for those who are transgender and stuff. I find that ridiculous. I'm sorry, but if they want to express themselves fully and be who they are, these bills cannot pass. And I hope that all of you will join the ACLU in passing by those bills and maybe even bringing the uh, courts involved. I hope the Supreme Court will be smart and not do what they're doing. Um, otherwise... Yeah, something might just have to happen. We might have to do the following things. Um, thanks all of you for joining. If you'd like to um, email me or contact me or even go on the website and explore more of this podcast, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, and all your favorite podcatchers. There are some interesting things that... Um, that I've been doing lately on Facebook, Instagram. There's also audio description project. I've been helping out the ACB a little bit with their audio description things. 
Uh, I know a lot of you might not think it's needed, but I think audio description has opened a lot of doors for me. Please go to denverqueen.com and click on the email link if you'd like to join me on the podcast for an interview. And if you have any questions, just go straight to denverqueen.com and you can click any of the links on the page. There's a um, there's a link for Facebook, for Twitter. There's also redirects, facebook.denverqueen.com, twitter.denverqueen.com. Please make sure that you have legitimate credentials before you mess with me. I've been having a lot of issues with, you know, stuff. Anyway, thanks all of you for being a part of the throne room with Beth Tarasi. Um, and yeah, I don't really have much time to highlight all these issues. I do have a health segment that I've got to do. Put in the middle, wherever. I'll see you guys later, man. Everybody, this is Beth. This could be considered a fitness time interview here. Well, a fitness time episode. I'm going to demonstrate how to use a certain fitness piece of equipment that I just got from Amma whatever in the A company. In case you have a speaker in the room that might get triggered by the word Amazon. Yes. This is actually a Tapik underdesk freak um, ugh, peddler, <sighs> stupid thing. And I'm actually going to exercise with it, try to do some exercising with it because I want to show you guys how the damn thing works. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to turn this uh, <clears throat> loose. So there's a resistance knob in the middle of this thing and it, it basically goes righty-tighty-lefty-loosey. So you just tight, you tighten it by turning it to the right and you loosen it by turning it to the left. Righty-tighty-lefty-loosey, okay? Now you got these pedals here and they have shoe thingies on them, which is hence why I'm wearing goddamn sneakers. Ooh. Um, <clears throat> I want to dedicate this demonstration to my uh, friends in the Henry family who are currently going to bury the love of their lives. Miss Crystal Henry Campbell, she is dead because of a postpartum stroke. And I want to do something. I want to dedicate my whole life to helping out all the crystals out there who may be having the same problem. Thanks all of you. And all you got to do is stroke this. You take the pedal strokes and then you just, if you want to turn the knob thingy, you just turn right. And you turn right. And you just turn right. There is a display right over here. And um, the display the display, oh shoot.
Um, the display is basically what it does is it shows your thingy and it shows all your calories, your distance, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I heard it. I did it. Um, <clears throat> thanks all of you for being so <laughs> awesome. And on with the show. Just remember to try to get 30 minutes of this going each day. Hey, let's talk fitness, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on an... I was going to do a health episode of The Throne Room, and I am still going to do it. I promise you guys a lot, but I took a week off last week because of spring and Easter. Now we're getting snow, and we're getting snow on the ground, even on Monday, and the caregiver's car has to go into the shop. What a week. Um, but we do have plenty of things to keep us over. We're just doing fine, y'all, but I want y'all to know that I'm wore out. I am so wore out because I have done the bike at least two times. Two times I've done the bike. And so far, there's something I kind of forgot to tell y'all, but if you're gonna get a peddler under your desk, make sure you put some rubber. They usually come with a rubber pad that you put the um, thing on and that way you don't have to fight with it so much. It's a lightweight peddler and it's, it's really nice when you don't have room for a bike. But for crying out loud, I really want an exercise bike that'll give me the idea and the, you know, the wherewithal to do jumps and, or doing walking up hills like out of the saddle. Either that or I could get a treadmill and I don't mind either way. Mm. I have done on Apple Fitness Plus I did cycling with a guy and a girl and I think guys contrary to myth about girls being weaker than guys Sherika pushed a lot Sharika, Sharika that's her name Sharika pushed a lot and Jarell, well I think both of them Tyrell and Sharika, they're great trainers, and I'm not going to lie. If you guys ever find this podcast, I hope that you know you guys are pushing me real hard. My heart rate is still kind of up a little bit. No, I don't have a heart attack. Don't worry, guys. Um, but I do want to have at least one day of yoga, four to days, three days of yoga, four days of bike because I gotta get the cardio thing worked on. The problem I see with the bike is that I have to sit farther back. At least for me right now I need back support and there are bikes that offer back support. The problem with a lot of these spin bikes, even if they don't have back support, that's good that they have the resistance thingy on it, but I'm just like, whatever. I'd like to dedicate this episode in loving memory of Crystal Henry Campbell who died as a result of a postpartum stroke that was not caught early enough. 
And I also want to dedicate this to Crystal's family. I want to encourage absolutely every person who listens to this podcast to know that being strong and fit isn't the only thing that needs to happen in order for you, in general you, to survive things like childbirth, postpartum strokes and things. Um, Let me take a moment to talk about what the hell is a symptom of a stroke. This will apply to either young or old. Doesn't matter. Um, What is a stroke? A stroke is basically when blood clots in your brain. An aneurysm can also occur when you have like a thing, a thing, (laughs) a blood clot in the um, different portions of the brain. And a stroke basically is something that doesn't exactly go right in the head, okay? And there are symptoms to watch out for. So what are the symptoms? Well, once somebody starts slurring their speech, it can be one of a million things. For example, I can have slurry speech if it's so fucking cold outside. Excuse my language. (laughs) If it is so frosty outside, and I start speaking, I could end up having, you know, hypothermia if left out without my jacket for too long. But with a stroke, your temperature goes wacko, your speech is slurred. Um, there are different things you can also look for, like numbness in the person's extremities and You know, a stroke is a very serious thing you don't want to mess around with. If you had a stroke and you're a stroke survivor, you're likely going to need years of rehab. But um, also, a stroke can take away your ability to speak. Um, It can damage portions of the brain that are responsible for speech, language, and other stuff. This is what I'm talking about here. We have, we have a, um, we have a thing in the brain that lets us speak. So while I'm talking, I'm using something, you guys might notice that I'm not just saying one damn word, okay? I'm using a million different words to make up a sentence. And that area of the brain that lets you talk and understand speech is called the Broca's area. There's also a Wernicke's area in the brain. The reason why we find all this crap about the brain is because we have studied damaged dead brains, right? So there was a guy that had a stroke and then the only word he could say was tan. Can you imagine if somebody, if I had a stroke and the only thing I could say was none, none, none. You know what I'm saying? What that tells you is that my Broca's area is fucked up, okay? It's really damaged. And let's say I had a stroke and you couldn't understand what I was saying. So if I tell, if you have a stroke and I ask you, hey, would you like a glass of lemonade? You give me the look. That's the Wernicke's area damaged. So it is important to kind of, when you're handling a stroke survivor, 
always consult your professionals, go to a hospital. Immediately, once you find out the preliminary symptoms, they're going to have to do brain surgery. Look, I had a friend named Heather from parochial school. Now, thankfully, Heather hasn't had any babies or anything, but strokes occur at young or old. So what was Heather's problem? Heather had a cerebral aneurysm, which caused a stroke, and she ended up needing loads of rehab. I remember seeing her at the Girls Are Great event with the Girl Scouts. She could not understand, but she got better. I mean, but she'll never really get much bigger and better than she was when she had the stroke. She also lost some vision in her eyes. That can happen with strokes, but strokes are very unpredictable. You don't know what's gonna happen from person to person. It doesn't matter when you have a stroke. It doesn't matter how old you are when you get it. The point is to try to get the person to a hospital and sometimes it's much harder to do. Now, the other problem I think that I want to address here on the podcast is um, postpartum things that happen with women. I do want to talk a little bit about us women. So guys, don't worry about it. But I mean, if you have wives and if you had a wife or have a wife or if you have girls, please listen. Women are the birth, the birthers of babies, right? We carry the nation's hope. So I think it's very important that honestly, we take better care of ourselves than we, we kind of do. Um, I realized that I didn't want to die too young. And I don't, I still don't want to die too young. The thing about dying so young is you don't know when it's going to happen. God always says, come home and you don't know what you're, you don't know when you're going to do it, you know, but you know, for some people it's God calling them home for others. It's, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I have unfinished business or whatever. And one of those things now you can be the strongest damn Hercules in the world and still get a heart attack. And here are ways you can tell somebody has a heart attack. First of all, the person has shortness of breath. So if you, if you experience like shortness of breath, if you're dizzy, lie down, get a phone if you can, or shout somebody to call 911 or your local emergency number, whichever emergency three digit, whatever number is in your area. For example, 000 in Australia, 999 in the UK. Those are two different emergency numbers. But if you have a heart attack, always make sure that before you pass out, you get somebody will find you. And if you know somebody having a heart attack, call 911 and you gotta make sure you um, stay with that person until somebody arrives and gets them help and stuff. Now, thankfully in the United States, Denver is testing this They've tested pilot programs um, where ambulances will also take you if you text 911. Now, I wouldn't text 911 
unless God forbid I was in a domestic violence situation, which thank goodness I'm not. But honestly, for those of you who are seeking help with emotional stuff, there are certain things I do want to point to. Now, I understand that some of you are probably going to laugh at me like, what the hell, Beth? Well, I've done this before, okay? I needed a counselor and I would like to, to pause for a moment and thank my buddy Selena. If she decides to listen to this stupid podcast, I would be very happy, of course. But Selena uh, Shepard is one of my very good friends. She knew... I think it was she and this other gal that I forgot who it was, but it was mostly Selena. I broke up with my last long-term ex and had a breakdown. Broke up and broke down because I was sick and tired of being let down, being told that I was not worth crap, being told that I don't approve of you dating her because she has psychological problems and being compared to the girl who killed my ex's brother. I'm sick of that still to this day. I I honestly don't want Kathy, the mother, to sit there and compare every single girl who has to take a pill, whether it's birth control or psych pills. It, it, not every woman is the same and nobody is go- Look. If Kathy knew the following data, she'd probably shut up and be a little more shocked. Mentally ill people are 95% likely to be the victims rather than the 5% who are the perpetrators of crime. I want you guys to check out a much more updated and more adult book on mental illness that I'm about to finish. And it's great. It's, it's a good book. This is written by an anthropologist who has a bunch of psych docs in his bloodline. He married a psychiatrist, but this guy knows his stuff. He talks about mental health treatments from the 1700s all the way to the present. And he even talks about different people. And there was a couple of scientists that had a baby with Downs that was institutionalized because he had Downs. But you know what? 95% of the time, a Down syndrome person ain't gonna hurt nobody. Truth is, if I had a baby with Down syndrome, I'm keeping the baby. And I am gonna have to tell the doctor, haven't you read the book, Count Us In, Growing Up With Down Syndrome by Jason Kingsley and Mitchell Levitz? If you guys haven't read that book, I suggest you read it now. Because Jason and Mitchell, they talked about lots of things. And to the audience and each other, they were talking about all kinds of stuff about growing up with Down syndrome. They even, you know, honestly, this is going to sound wacky and weird to some people. But Jason and Mitchell are, they were, they were really good. And I don't know if they're still alive. A Down syndrome person won't live beyond 30, but you know, it depends on how the med medical community handles things. There's a guy in the UK with Downs and his name was Gus and he lived to be like, what, 70 something years old. A lot of times a Down syndrome person will have cardiac problems. I understand, but Down syndrome kids 
and adults. People with Downs are generally, like, intellectually disabled. I understand. But there is no excuse to think that any mentally ill person is, you know... And there's also another bit of data I'd like to kind of point at. Did you know that black men are four times more likely to be diagnosed with schizophrenia and quicker than white guys? I have a story to tell you guys about a guy that has schizophrenia and this is gonna be weird. So listen carefully, okay? If you've heard of Stan Gunther, this guy, okay, now, first of all, schizophrenics are freaking intelligent peoples. Maybe uh, smarter than I can ever be. <laughs> I met several different schizophrenic patients, patients with schizophrenia that were exceedingly intelligent. And they love animals. Some of them love animals, okay? So, um, there was a professor I met at Lamastad Rehab and he could speak like six languages, okay? And he wanted to get treatment and stuff, but we're gonna talk about Stan Gunther here. But Stan Gunther is one of those caliber, really smart people. And oftentimes you find a schizophrenic patient who is highly intelligent and can do many different things. In Stan's case, he could play the piano. So he would play the piano for days and weeks and he started hearing voices in his head. God and Jesus at war telling him you're going to have to off yourself. And this guy, Stan, he heard these strange voices in his head. He jumped a balcony, fell on the floor and he almost died. Someone found him and obviously he was in the hospital. And the good news about schizophrenia is that it can be treated. I think that Stan got treated. Now, this story I found in a book called Snake Pits, Talking Cures, and Magic Bullets. But that book's a bit out of date. So what I'd like you guys to do is read this one. Oh, God. It's called Nobody's Normal, How Culture Created the Stigma Behind Mental Illness. There's a lot of culture that creates stigma about mental illness. Let me tell you, this post, this um, episode is dedicated to all of you who have ever felt stigma because people don't get it. Because you're mentally ill, or you had a wife die of a stroke, or... You had a relative with a heart attack. Whatever the health problems that you've experienced in your life, this is dedicated to all of you. And I can speak as a patient who has been diagnosed with a billion different mental health conditions. Thankfully, I have never heard voices. I don't even want to know what the hell it's like to have hallucinations. I've never had hallucinations. Thoughts, but not hallucinations. But I will never hallucinate. I probably won't. Unless you leave me in a goddamn prison cell with nobody for about maybe two months. That's another thing I want to kind of bring to the forefront here. If you know somebody who is in solitary confinement, it's bad. I hope that the American Civil Liberties Union gets rid of solitary confinement. I don't like solitary confinement. 
Certainly I will never go to prison. God forbid. God willing, I will never go to prison. And I will, 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 will try my darndest. I'll be good, I promise. But I don't want to be in solitary. I mean, God, I spent five out of 15 years of my goddamned life isolated from everyone. I couldn't even just get up and go to school. I had to drop out of college for months. And my parents, they wasted their money trying to tell me that, oh, well, you're inferior. And this whole experience... The only good thing about Lamastad was that I met all manner of mentally ill person. What I honestly don't understand though is why somebody would, I don't know, it's, it's just sad, but um, anyway, the, the point that I'm trying to make though is if you know somebody who is, okay, Experiencing hallucinations, experiencing weird thoughts, experiencing total idiotic thoughts. If the thoughts of grandeur aren't really, well, I'm going to say this much. I know my partner thinks he's a cat, but it's pretty harmless crap. It's not like President, you know, Biden has anything to worry about. And I'm glad we have Biden because I don't like... Biden is serious about expanding mental health coverage, and we need that. Because of people such as Stan Gunther, and then you got, like, well, there was also a Mike Dingus, who was a world-class runner before he ended up institutionalized at La Mastad. We served, they served Mike for 12 years. I saw his mom walk in... Mike was walking to the convenience store when a car ran him over and killed him. See, Mike was the victim of a crime that could not be solved. He was not the perpetrator of any crime. But, you know, Mike... I felt bad for Mike. And I regret not having spent enough time getting to know the ins and outs of Mike. But here's another thing. I also regret not understanding myself early enough. My parents emotionally abused me. They did not allow me to do a lot. They would sit there and claim that I was worthless. Worthless compared to Danny and Tommy. And there's a lot of actions that prove it. It goes from the cradle, okay? You don't leave a baby unattended in a dark room. I will never understand why my mother left me, the baby me, in a crib and just let me sit there and cry it out. There are now studies that suggest the cry out method doesn't work. I'd like to thank Joanne Stark for sharing a lot of great parenting crap on her Facebook. Um, there's a lot of people I know, not just Joanne, but like a bunch of other people who say that the cry out method doesn't work. If your baby starts crying, and this is something that I would like all the parents to know, 
Do me a big favor and pick up your baby and cuddle the baby and sing to the baby and rock the baby. Just give the baby a little rocking motion and just walk to a, a rocking chair and, you know, hold the baby, cuddle the baby, kiss the baby, tickle the baby. Do everything you can to distract the baby. If baby is pained in any way, figure out what the hell hurts. It's just like with me. If I find out, if my baby is crying in pain, I'm gonna know. There's a hungry cry, which kind of sounds like the baby's a bit like, oh, I want, uh, you know, little choking cry. Then there's the, well, there's baby laughs. I love the sound of baby laughs. But I start to cry when I hear baby crying because then I know baby needs me and I know that baby, baby, I don't understand that whole part. But when you have baby crying at you in pain, with baby is screaming at the top of its lungs and that doesn't normally happen, then you know something's up. You know in your motherly instinctive heart that something's up and you have to check it out. You got to rub the baby's belly to figure out if it's, if the pain is in there. Pick up the baby's extremities, look between the baby's legs, sniff, listen, look, do whatever you can. And if you figure out that the baby is having some serious uh, diarrhea in its diaper, you'll smell it immediately. It's like, yeah. Then you'll have to take the baby to the changing room and do your thing. What you normally always do. And my uncle, my uncle Wade, he, he sires nine children, okay? Well, he has a total of ten, but like nine kids later, he had plenty of practice changing babies. Here's a little tidbit for guys before I close. Uh... Whatever diaper rash cream you use, I'm not going to judge, but my uncle did Boudreaux's butt paste. And he would always, like when he's changing babies, my uncle was real practiced at this by the time the, the youngest was born. Oh, uh, God, Luke, Matthew, whoever that little one was. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, my uncle was really practiced at use. I think it was like Boudreaux's and other kinds of, I mean, he knew what to do. So if you're a man, at least help your wife out. And if you have to be both mom and dad, and you don't really have a family, see, not every family is like, and you know, not every family is like the Henrys. They, they're strong, they're loving, they gather around those who need help. Um, I have plugged some stuff in the, um, Oh, God. They've plugged some stuff in the, um... What the hell? I've plugged some, uh... i plugged the PayPal link only to those in the Titusville area, but, you know, the family needs help with funerary expenses, food, water bills, and baby bills and other baby stuff. They're gonna need a lot. And I, I honestly feel for this family... It, I keep I keep batting at my eyes at the future and going, what if I have a baby and Trenton is the one who isn't with me or I can't be with the baby because I'm dead and Trenton's taking care of baby because I'm dead. 
If I die in childbirth, we have a problem in the United States with a lot of minority women dying in childbirth or in postpartum situations like what happened to Ori's cousin Crystal, okay? We've got a lot of issues with race disparity in healthcare. And I am definitely going to be on top of this one way or another because if I have a daughter and she ends up dead because the nurse did not act quickly enough, that's going to be on the nurses and doctors who don't act quickly enough. Because if I have a daughter who gets pregnant, you know, and she has the narrow pelvis and, you know, a lot darker than me, or lighter, or the wider pelvis, or blood things, more like preeclampsic conditions. My aunt, God forbid, my poor aunt, she was pregnant with her sixth, seventh child. She was pregnant with her seventh child, and the doctor said, okay, Mrs. Bear, you're gonna have to go to bed and rest. Don't get out. And that's when you gotta have a family and a village around you that can help you. You know, I'm not sure if Vicky had a bedpan or whatever, but, you know, but this is a health episode. This is health time this week. So I want to let all of you know I did get my goals. I hit all my goals this week. So thank all, thank you all for being supportive of me. I am going to try my darndest to make sure that I do my goals every day. And my goal for the day is bike twice a week. Actually, that'll be this week's goal. I just got the peddler like last week. I like it so far, but it just needs to freaking stay put. It's, it's too lightweight and it, it, I need to work my ass off so I can keep my heart at a reasonable level. I don't know if it needs to be a wider range or a narrower range, but the range of my heartbeats, it's like 120 beats per minute. And then during activity, I went up to like 152. I don't want to go any higher than that, but I just, I want my resting heart rate to be better, lower, not too low. I don't know what it should be, but uh, I don't need a damn stress test. Damn it. Anyway, to be on the show, please contact me um, at the link in the description. If you are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Wherever you get your podcasts, you can listen to the podcast on those areas. Um, if you'd like, I can just give out the email address. I will make arrangements to interview people if you email me at the following email address, denverqueen at gmx.com. Please send me a paragraph or two paragraphs. I'm not going to just specify... Well, see, my, my American history, well, what was it? Well, my, world, my world history teacher was funny about paragraphs, but he always had us write a little paragraph about something, you know? But I, I don't mind a little paragraph, but just kind of give me all the details about what you want to talk about. Um, if you're cool, like my friend Aubrey, she got to talk to me about Dance Marathon. That was a given 
But if you are some random boho or a random random Joe Schmo that wants to talk about random stuff you're selling, please email me at um what is it? Uh, Denverqueen at gmx.com. Sorry, I got sidetracked by my Mac. Denverqueen at gmx.com is the email address you need to be, you know, messing around with if you want to email me. Denverqueen at gmx.com. You can also contact me if you are a very good person and you haven't been a bad boy or you haven't spoiled my whole freaking life. You can go to denverqueen.com. You can see me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I don't think I've done Instagram just yet. But I am on Instagram, so I need more damn pictures on Instagram. (laughs) Thanks, all of you, and have a wonderful day.